When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan on a Sunday. Yeah, we don't do this too I literally often. Don't. No What's words. That? What did Craig say? I don't know. We don't do this too often, Sundays. <sighs> but, we, but we wanted to... Released this episode today because the NHL season, well, it technically started already already overseas, but the North American games start on Tuesday. So we wanted to preview the upcoming NHL season kind of as a whole, get this one out. We're going to preview the Coyote season specifically in a couple of days, but I just can't believe, first of all, I just can't believe we're at the beginning of another NHL season. I remember sitting here talking last year about the upcoming NHL season and giving our predictions. And I predicted that the New York Islanders would win the Stanley Cup. And I had Cup. Louis Erickson leading the Coyotes in goal scoring. <laughs> I think you were joking, though. Was I, though? <laughs> you, you pumped him up some. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it's that time of the year where you can still look at everything starry-eyed with hope and expectations. Mm. Maybe not the Coyotes, but not the Coyotes. This is an NHL preview <laughs> podcast, Craig. It's okay. okay. Um, so we're gonna look around the NHL, and we're gonna look at some of the top storylines that we're gonna keep our eye on throughout the season. Of course, we always do around the NHL episodes um, often, so you know we can check back in on these questions. So let's start with the first question, and that is, who will be declared the winner of the Calgary Flames and Florida Panthers? trade yeah uh, obviously that trade was Matthew Kachuk going to the Florida Panthers and Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto going to the Calgary Flames um, and we've talked a little bit about the crazy offseason that Brad Tree Living had as the general <laughs> manager of the Calgary Flames losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk and thinking it might be teardown time and instead there's some people who think the Calgary Flames are even better this season they also got Nazem Kadri yep. so not part of that trade, though. Not so part technically, of that, trade. that doesn't contribute to the. Question. I like what Matthew Kachuk can bring in a playoff atmosphere, and I think that's what Florida was thinking too. We need to get a little tougher. We need that guy that goes to those areas and gets us those kinds of goals, makes those kinds of plays. I get it, but I really like Mackenzie Weger on the back end for for the Flames, and Jonathan Huberdeau is a hundred point guy, so. I'm I'm leaning toward Calgary in this one. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same, and, and I tell you what, I. 
I think for me, it's because both Huberdeau and Uyghur have committed to Calgary. They've mm-hmm. committed long-term to Calgary. Long-term, They've signed long-term, long-term deals there. So did Matthew Kachuk, but. Yes, but two players versus one player. Yes. I, I just, I'm concerned about where Florida goes this year. I think Florida had such a good regular season last year and disastrous playoffs where it wasn't even close when um, losing out to Tampa. I'm not sure they can repeat this year. I'm not sure they can put up those kind of points in a regular season where the Eastern Conference and many teams have gotten better or at least stayed the same. And if the team doesn't perform well, then does Kachuk season diminish what the what he provides to that team? I don't think they get the points. I don't think they win the President's Trophy. I don't think they're the top team in the East. Uh, I think this is a Calgary thing. I think Calgary wins the Pacific. And so I think that puts Calgary ahead and Calgary wins the trade. Yeah, that's... I. Uh, I don't I don't want to just agree with you guys, but I'm sure we'll disagree on other things as we go down. I'm going to agree just because and also I drafted Huberto on my fantasy <laughs> hockey team. So I is. want him to have a very good year. <laughs> yeah, but don't but don't don't take it away from Kachuk. I think to, to to Craig's point, he brings a different element to Florida that they really missed I in the playoffs. I think we're going to see the fruits of this trade in the playoffs because I I don't think I mean, we said this last year with the Islanders, but I don't think it's any question that Florida and Calgary are both playoff teams at this, like looking ahead. Yeah. If if everything goes according to plan, how, how if, whether or not they, you know, win the president's trophy or not, it doesn't matter. You just need to get to the playoffs. I think the playoffs is when we're really going to see this trade. And that's when it's going to be measured to too, right? Yeah. Because both these teams went out in the second round and it was a disappointment for both of them. I mean, Florida runs into Tampa Bay, so it's, it's really tough when you're running in the two-time cup chance. But they got swept. And then Calgary, Battle of Alberta, same situation, right? You're you're not in state, but in province, whatever, rival, and they go down 4-1 to the Edmonton Oilers. And I don't think many people thought Edmonton was going to win that series. So this the, this trade will be decided in the playoffs. Yeah, and we talked about Florida in that playoff series, not just getting swept, but they had a team that had 122 points during the regular season, dominated offensively, put up offensive numbers that the league has never seen, and couldn't score a goal against Tampa Bay. So I, I'm really concerned about this Florida team next year. I, I know they're exciting and fast and fun to watch. Last season, I just don't think it's the same team. Calgary, honestly, I think they're better. And I like their goaltender. I think they learned from last year's playoff performance. Um, the Johnny Hockey, love Johnny Hockey. I think he brought a lot to that team. But I think this team is committed, and they're going, okay, people are are, are making slight, making fun of our, our arena, our city. Our Guess what? We're going to show you. We're going to show you. And I think when you get that man against the world motto in your locker room, I look out for the Calgary Flames. Like I, I, I've got them winning the Pacific Division, and I'm not sure they could be a team to reckon with in, in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to our next question. Will the Tampa Bay Lightning, Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Bruins, and Washington Capitals finally show their age? You know, you keep waiting for Tampa Bay to tire out and you keep waiting for Tampa Bay to be that's enough. They've played more games in the last three years than any team um, in the league. Uh, I don't anticipate Cal- t- t- Calgary. I don't an- anticipate Tampa Bay to have a very good start this season. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I think it's finally catching up to them in terms of, hey, we're tired. We've been there. The first 10 games don't mean anything. I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle out of the gate. 
The problem isn't how they start, it's how they finish. And I think this is still an extremely talented team. I think they can score. I think Ryan McDonough is a huge loss to this Tampa Bay team, but I still think they got goaltending. So I still think that they're there. The one team that you mentioned there that I'm concerned about is the Boston Bruins. Mm. And the Boston Bruins have a lot of injuries to start their season. Um, I don't know if they're going to have the goaltending. Jeremy Swayman had glimpses last year, but I don't think he can replace Tuka Rask and what Tuka Rask did to that franchise. I think that team is going to struggle a little bit out of the gate. The Washington Capitals are interesting because acquiring Darcy Kemper um, during the offseason, you think, okay, well, the goaltending is short up. But, but let's be honest. We love Darcy Kemper here in Arizona, but in Colorado, he was just average. Because that's what they needed. They needed average. Washington needs better goaltending than Colorado did. They just do. Um, I, I still think they'll score goals, but I'm not sure Washington hasn't taken a step back as well. Um, so of these teams, I think Pittsburgh's still good. I think they make the playoffs again. But you're right. All of these teams are on the downside. Their windows are closing for all four. Yeah, all four of these teams have, and I'm sure this is why the question was asked, but they do have the highest average age in the NHL. Washington leads that group with their average age, age of 30.2, followed by Pittsburgh and Tampa with a 29 range, and then Boston 28.96. I agree. I, I'm concerned about Boston's window. Tampa, I still think they're fine. I'm not too concerned. I would say... Pittsburgh, Washington, this is the tail end of their, mm. the, the dynasty, and it's going to be time for more teams that we're going to talk about here in a minute to make their splash. I think this is kind of the last window, though. I can't see Boston competing for a Stanley Cup at this point right now. I just can't. Tampa, I can. Pittsburgh and Washington, I can see being competitive in the playoffs. Where's Tampa rate rank on the uh, age? Third. Okay. Third highest, 29.23. When I look at these teams, they've all been doing it for a very long time. I know Boston missed the playoffs once in that stretch, but this has been a really good team since when the Coyotes were a good team. So <laughs> a that's while. a long time. I mean, they won the Cup at 11 with a lot of these same guys. So as long as Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand are around, I think Boston is a playoff team, but I think their window closed a while ago. Pittsburgh has the longest active playoff streak in the NHL, 16 straight seasons. And we have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. That's going to happen. But I don't know if they're quite elite enough to lift this group over the top. I still think Pittsburgh's an interesting team, though, because those are dangerous players. Sidney Crosby is a dangerous player. He's a terrific player. So I'm never going to count them out. Washington tied for second, eight eight seasons straight uh, of playoff appearances. Uh, Boston is tied for fourth, sixth. And Tampa Bay tied for six with five straight seasons. So you can see these teams have all been making runs for a very long time. And I'm with Leah. Like the only team that I think is still a legitimate cup contender in that group is Tampa. They've been to the finals three straight years. The other thing you don't see, first of all, all four of those teams have won Stanley Cups. So let's put that out there first. These are all very good teams that have won Cups. What you don't see in these teams, and when you look at a team like uh, the Los Angeles Kings, you see four or five guys under 23 in their lineup. You don't see that any of these teams and that's the concern when you don't see that that okay who's the next guy who's going to put Kucherov out who's going to be the guy that takes Melkin and Crosby and at least underneath their wing and it's the next guy you don't see that on any of these four teams and I I, I concern that we talked about their windows are closing you've got to start bringing up the next ones even if it's yeah. just one or two of those young elite talents and I just don't see it with these four teams. So it's it's playoff or bust, and it's win or bust for those four teams right now. Yeah, they're 
pretty like if the Arizona Coyotes are on one end of a spectrum, they're on the other, and soon the thing will swing in the other direction. And that's where these next couple of teams come in. These are the teams that are currently on the up and up, and it's Ottawa, Columbus, and Detroit. We've, you know, we kind of touched on this in our division previews and giving our predictions for how the season is going to shake out. But is there hope for Ottawa, Columbus, or Detroit to make the playoffs this year? And the team missing from that's Buffalo too. And yeah. I think that's yeah, another Buffalo. team I wanted those, to mention them. But of those yeah, four, that, that, that I, I think they're on the way up. I think they might be ahead of these teams. Like when I look at these teams, I know there's a lot of hype around Ottawa. I know a lot of particularly Canadian Yeah, media I think that's going to bite me in the really ass. I <laughs> really love what the Ottawa Senators did, did this offseason. I have a lot of questions about the Senators. Claude Giroux, Claude Giroux 35 years old, okay? He's not the player he once was. Alex Dabrinkat looks like he's a really good player, but he got to play with Patrick Kane. So is there going to be someone at that level getting him the puck, or is he going to drop in production? I just think there are a lot of things that need to go right for Ottawa to really be a playoff team, and I, I don't see it happening. Columbus, they added Johnny Goudreau. Not much else, to be honest, so I don't see that happening. I think Detroit's slowly climbing, but they're not there yet. Buffalo's the team that I'm watching the most. I, I expect that team to break through at some point. Yeah, you talk about Ottawa is probably where the Coyotes want to be two years from now with players like Stutzla and, and Kachuk, and, and you look at that youth, Batherson, Debrinkat. They've got that youth. The one thing that Ottawa's missing for me to make that next step, they don't have any goaltending. Mm. And and I, I know they just got Talbot. Talbot just got hurt. Yep. So where does that team go in goaltending? I'm concerned. Detroit, on the other hand, you look at their goaltending – I mean, you've got Vili Huso, who became the number one in St. Louis, and you've got Alex Nedeljkovic, who at least he's played, and he's played well. So I like Sorry. that tandem in Detroit. Detroit's coming, unfortunately, for all four of these teams. Columbus, to me, I agree with Craig. I I, I think the Goudreau move was great. I don't understand what they are right now. Line A is going to put up points. I think they'll score goals. I'm not sure. They're a tweener for me. I think the other three teams are Tage Thompson. And you look at Buffalo and what they're doing at their, you know, Rasmus Dallin and Owen Powers. Like, that team, they'll be in the playoffs first for me. I like what Buffalo is doing. But none of these four teams are going to make the playoffs this season. I don't think they're quite ready. They're getting close. And when you talk about turning the league upside down, the four that we mentioned before are on their way down. These four are definitely going on their way up. Absolutely. And the other thing I think these teams, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say that Ottawa's going to make the playoffs because I predicted that. So I'm just going to follow through. Um, the thing that I think these teams will do this season is play spoiler for a lot of teams. Ottawa does really well against Toronto for some reason. Like they're going to, if they're not going to make the playoffs, they're going to cause issues for a lot of teams. That's what I can see. But it's exciting. It's exciting to kind of see the changing of the guard slowly happening. And I think these four teams are what we want to see from the Coyotes, like you said, in a couple years' time. All right. Next question. And I remember talking about this one last year at this time. It's a fun one. Ovechkin. He's very close. To passing Gordie Howe. Um, 21 goals away from passing Gordie Howe. Yep. Um, once he does, because I think barring injury, yeah. there's really no question he's going to pass him. 114 goals short of Wayne Gretzky. How close does he get? It's amazing to me, right? I, I, I mean, he's obviously not scoring 114 goals this season. <laughs> right. But if you look but at... He, I think he can... If he stays healthy yeah. and keeps playing, and like which I can see Ovechkin playing till 40... I could see him passing Gretzky. But a lot of this depends on how well the team plays. Like last year, he gets 50 goals in 77 games, has one of his best seasons in years. 
a lot of that is dependent on the team. I mean, the team has to perform well. We just talked about how this team is getting older and their offensive upside is starting to dwindle. His production is going to dwindle. You know, his backstrom is going to be able, what kind of a season is backstrom? Is he going to play? Like yeah. how, how That's is his big, injury going to affect it? Because without backstrom, Ovechkin isn't Ovechkin. I mean, he can still score, but you need the puck. Um, I I mean, I hate to be a prognosticator because we it's actually recorded and you come back and, and call me a liar. He's not getting 50 this year. He doesn't get 50. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if he gets 40. I, I think he's a mid-30 season this year. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just don't think this team's going to score that much. Uh, you know, I don't I, – I'm not going to – obviously, I'm not going to say that this guy's any kind of savior, but they had a Dylan Stroman. He is a guy who can get people the puck. He is a pretty good playmaker. He doesn't move particularly well, but he can make plays. And if he needs to fill in, I think he can. Alex Ovechkin, over the last four seasons – when you look at the pace he's on, because you, you have to take into account the, the short limited season. games on a yep. couple of years, he was over 50 goals three of those four seasons. And the other one was a 43-goal season pace, 43-goal uh, pace. I think he's going to be over 40. I think he's going to score 45 I was goals thinking this year. I, I I'll think put him it, at 39. I think he's at least 40. Yeah, I've got him for 45 goals, which puts him... I'll say 41 just to be wow, the difference. Wow, I like it. Can we record that? Oh, someone write down the time. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so what does that leave him? I'm doing the math now because I'm horrible. Craig literally has if, a calculator if open. If he gets 45 goals, he's 69 nice goals short of <laughs> two more seasons. Wayne Gretzky. That's two he more can... seasons. Goes to 40, breaks Wayne Gretzky's record, then goes back to Russia. But we're, but, and but again, with I, I don't disagree. But I also want to say we're, we're, we're offhandedly going, yeah, we'll get 30 and 40 goals. You know how hard it is to get 30 and 40 Russian. goals for him? <laughs> He does it every year, and he stays healthy. He's a horse. He stays healthy. He's very fit. He breaks it. I just don't think it's going to be. It's, it's we're making too light of how hard it is to score in this league for a team that is on the way down. And I don't think the team is going to score as much. And if the team doesn't score as much, he doesn't score as much. I I see what you're saying. I'm just being optimistic. So I got him. I got him. I got wow. him high thirties. So I got him high. Th- I got him high thirties next year. And if you don't know, think it's fifty, good on him. Yeah. Like he, he is a natural goal scorer. He's born to score goals. He is the most gifted scorer in the history of this league. And Wayne Gretzky will say the same thing that yeah. he's a goal scorer. Wayne Gretzky is a playmaker. Ovechkin is a goal scorer. But we're all in agreement that 2024, 2025 is when Alex Ovechkin at Mullet Arena. <laughs> Can, can we wait till the schedule comes out in 24, 25 and you go, just okay, know. Ovechkin is breaking the record in mullet? Yes, please. You just know. Yes, please. Oh, that's electric. That's and, and by the way, is it true, speaking of benchmarks and records, is it true that when we talked about Phil Kessel, when he breaks the record, is it against the Coyotes? Mm. Is his ninth game of the year against the Coyotes? I don't think so. Actually. Okay. I'll Never mind that while well, he is doing ad reads. Well, yeah, Craig can look that up. Um, but yeah, as hockey season approaches, there's a lot of ways to make it even more fun. You know, not every matchup is people's cup of tea, but you can, if you do the pick 'em game every night, you can do a higher or lower for, you know, different stat lines for different players. It's super fun. You can do daily fantasy if you're, you know, as a, as the commissioner of my fantasy hockey league for 10 years, it is a lot of work to organize. And sometimes you just want someone else to do it for you and just do daily fantasy and I'll have to manage a team for a whole year because it is a lot of work. 
Underdog Fantasy has Daily Fantasy. They have a pick'em game. So it's a lot of fun to watch hockey. The MLB playoffs have begun. Um, so And, of course, NFL. So check out Underdog Fantasy if you haven't already. You can search in the App Store or click the link in the show notes. Sign up with the promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Don't miss out on this offer. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. And uh, we talk... We've been talking a lot about hockey season being back this week, but ASU hockey is having its home opener this coming weekend, and we will be there. And bef- Well, not Craig. Petey and I will be there. Sorry, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, but before then, we'll be at Four Peaks because where else would we want to be? It's so close to Mullet Arena, too, by the way. Four Peaks. It's just a little straight shot down the, down the road. Tendies. Chicken tendies, pumpkin porter, pumpkin porter, pumpkin Pumpkin porter cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, oh, sign me up. And the event that we're doing there's an unlimited taco bar um for the people who managed to st- nag some tickets so we're gonna have plenty of events at four peaks so stay tuned for more information if you missed out on this time but i recommend checking out the a street pub and buying four peaks wherever you get your beer you must be 21 or older to drink and enjoy responsibly to answer your question pd it no. will be october 25th at san jose yeah. it breaks the record yeah it ties it against toronto maple toronto maple so his old team. wow yep. kind of it comes come full circle well, all right. Well, let's carry on with the storylines of the season. Speaking and of Vegas. Speaking of Phil Kessel in Vegas, <laughs> does Vegas have another run? I, I'm going to – you go first because you yeah, just watched a lot I, of I've tape. watched a lot of Vegas. And, and I tell you what, the biggest issue for me in this team is when they let Marc-Andre Fleury go, they no longer have the tandem of Laner and Fleury that are dynamite in the league – Flurry's gone. Now Laner's gone for the year. And you're looking at everybody's all oh, Logan Thompson. He's the number one guy. Look, look this time just played 24 games in this league. Like, well, cool your Jets, Turbo. Like, <laughs> Aiden Hill's played more games in the National Hockey League than Logan Thompson. They got a goalie controversy there. Goaltending is going to be a big key. Is Mark Stone able to get back to the way he was prior to all of his injuries? And more importantly, can Eichel and Kessel coexist? <laughs> Not just in the same locker room, but on the ice together. Because right now they're on the same line. <sighs> They sold their soul in getting Eichel. They traded all of their draft picks away. They traded their young players like Peyton Krebs away. I like their defense. They're mobile, and they get the puck up the ice. I don't know if Vegas is deep enough, and I don't know if their goaltending is good enough. This, to me, is nowhere near a Stanley Cup contender. I'm not sure they're a Western Conference playoff team. So uh, no chance are they a a Stanley Cup playoff team. Um, The bar they set there is always too high. Eichel is going to have to blow up. I think Eichel misses the playoffs for the consecutive <laughs> for a, another season I of wish his Sean career. Was in here. And do they blame it on him? <laughs> I mean, when you the look at, I have all the same would. concerns you do about Vegas. I, I really do. I, I don't think they're deep enough up front. I don't think their goaltending is solved by any means. It's I think it's ludicrous that they're going into the season where they think, okay, this might be our last run, at, and you're going into the season with this goaltending tandem. It's a joke. I have the same concerns. I'm not sure that they're a playoff team and. I wonder if Jack Eichel is going to take the brunt of this again. It's not his fault. This this roster just isn't good enough. The one caveat that, that might save their season is the defensive style of Cassidy and what he's bringing over from Boston. The way they defend their net front and the way they collapse their defense around the blue paint is much different than the Rome-free man-on-man style that Pete DeBoer had where you saw defensemen up at the, the defensive blue line, which was just ridiculous to me. That might be able to save them and might be able to bail their goaltender out some of the times. I think this is a borderline playoff team not a Stanley Cup contender. Yep, and I think for me, it's the goaltending that's the biggest concern. If they had 
Robin Lehner at his best or the Robin Lehner, Mark andre Fleury duo that they did, I'd have more faith. But I don't. And I'm fine with it because I am still extremely salty that Vegas came in the league and had no struggles. And now the struggles are coming and it's going to suck. But Coyotes fans have been there. Um, all right. Next on the list. We've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. Where will Patrick Kane land? Can I start? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to move to the trade deadline. Um, and I think he's going to end up a Ranger. Mm. I think the Rangers are a definite possibility and it's exciting possibility because if the Rangers at Patrick Kane, you have to take them really seriously in the Eastern Conference. And that's what's going to make, we're, we're going to talk about our Stanley Cup predictions. That's what makes it hard sometimes when you have a piece like Patrick Kane, who could be moving elsewhere at the deadline. That, that's a rare, rare move that you see a player of that caliber moving, and he could change the game entirely if he goes somewhere where a team's just on the cusp. I think the Rangers are one of those teams that can take a huge step up with him. I think LA is going to try and make a run at Patrick Kane as well. I'm intrigued by a couple other possibilities. One of those is the Colorado Avalanche. Can you wow. imagine adding Patrick Kane to that mix? Can you imagine? There are other, yeah, there are other teams with cap issues. Colorado's got a, a little bit of room, and they might be able to make it work. And Hell, we'll see. Too, a lot of teams might try to make it and, work for Patrick Kane. And the thing about the trade deadline too is we'll see what teams' needs are because no team is making it through the season 100 percent healthy. So, like, what team is going to need that role and is in win now mode, willing to sacrifice the assets to get? Craig, does he have a no trade list? He has a no move, a no move list. So he, so has he's got control. A so he, he's not going to a team that's not. Either attractive, I'm not going to the Nashville Predators. He's not going to the Coyotes. Eight seed, right? Let's just put yeah. that. I mean, he's there. going to a playoff team. Those are the teams that are going to be move, making the moves for him at the deadline. But he's not going to go to a low seed. He's going to go to a team where they have a legitimate chance to win the cup. And the the, the names you all mentioned are the names I have too. And the the story for me, the Hollywood story, it's the New York Rangers. It, it's the you know, it's Broadway. Like for me, that's where he, you talk about putting him on a, on a team with Panarin, Zibanejad. Like he's, he, he plays on a, on a wing on the second line on that team right now. And that's where he flots into the New York Rangers because I, I think they're, that's scary. That's scary. And, and that, that's a team that's going in the right direction to win a cup. And they are in one cup now mode. Their goaltending is solid. I think they can defend. And I tell you what, their scoring is spread out. I love Patrick Kane on this team. Absolutely love him. And especially on that second line, you bring Trocek. Panarin and Kane? <laughs> Put Panarin and Kane back together. They were magic. Kane Al. So I think that's the story. And the other one, it's it's LA. It's the Hollywood story. It's uh, the Los Angeles Kings is the better team than people give them credit for. And it's always that East Coast bias. I think the Kings still are a playoff team this year. I don't think they're standing like a playoff team. I don't think they're going to win it. So I don't think that's the team that he will pick, although it would be attractive to play in LA. Colorado is intriguing. I hadn't thought of that. It's terrifying. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think Patrick Kane, if he leaves, because I still think there's a part of me that thinks he retires a Blackhawk breaks records and stays. Mm. Yeah, that's that's on the table. I Listen, think. to they should have Toronto? done this. Like, to, yeah, they're, they're in cap hell. I just don't know Toronto, how, they make, no how they make it work. Two to three years ago, the Blackhawks should have done this. Probably two years ago, Patrick Kane would have brought a ridiculous haul two years ago. He's still going to bring a, a good return, but they could have jump-started the rebuild if they had just admitted that they needed to start the rebuild. But, you know, Stan Bowman, what, what or do I need to say? <laughs> he's electric there, and I, I think yeah. you talk about Tampa as another team that can compete for a cup. I don't know if he's as electric as, as exciting with the Tampa Bay Lightning as he would be with the New York Rangers. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of East Coast bias, is Kyle Dubas's time in Toronto 
I feel uh, like Leah should start end. this one. I'll start. Um, <laughs> I think, yes, if they don't get out of the first round again. I think last year it was okay because they lost the way they did to Tampa in game seven to the defending two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. It wasn't like how they lost to Montreal where they should have won that series the year before. So I think it was fine to give him grace. And, you know, we saw the goal, the big goaltending move in this offseason. This kind of, for me, is his last shot. I think if they get out of the first round, if they get out of the first round and then get swept in the second round, eh. if they get out of the first round and make a run, I think he is safe. But if Toronto also, and Toronto is really like on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they're projected, they have the second best odds to win the Stanley Cup. But what if Toronto like fumbles out of the gate or I don't know, like he could be gone midseason. I think it's public that they have not yet extended him or resigned him. So this is the last year of his deal. So that's what I think. I'm not sure what you guys think. I mean, it's fair not to extend him at this point. They haven't done anything. They won a playoff series, win a damn playoff Since series. Since I and then lived we can talk, in Toronto. Right, then we can talk about your contract. To me, what's going on in goal? What are they doing? I mean, I'm not saying Jack Campbell was elite, but you're going in with Matt Murray? Like, yeah, he had some success a long time ago, but he hasn't had success in a while. And Ilya Samsonov, that's your answer in goal? I think that's a huge question mark for this team. There is no doubt in my mind if this team does not make it through the first round, he is gone. And I'm with Leah that there is a chance he doesn't make it to game 82. There was such an aura about what a hockey genius he was, and he's the new future of the National Hockey League. The one thing you got to understand with Toronto Maple Leafs, unbelievable media scrutiny, the fan scrutiny is there. But you have an open checkbook. You literally can buy every... It's the New York Yankees of the National Hockey mm-hmm. League. You buy whoever the hell you want. You build the team you want. If you build the team you want with an open checkbook and you don't win, you don't survive. So he has to win the first round. This is a team that should be perennial Stanley Cup contenders and they don't win the first round. Yeah. He absolutely is out. And you, you look at Shanahan. It's going to be Shanahan or Dubas. Guess who's leaving? Um, it's going to be Dubas. And, and you could say the same thing to the Sheldon Keith, the head coach. Well, and they're kind of a duo because they've been together since exactly. juniors. Yeah. 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 So sure. if it goes wrong this year, I can, I can told, I could see a major shakeup. Yep. I, I agree. So I, I, unless this team is competing for a Stanley cup this season, and that means the Eastern conference finals, I think they have to get that far. Or like be like it to game seven, I guess game seven of, round of, two. of round two. Yep. Yep. They have to get through round one or he's gone. Because their windows, it's Stanley Cup windows are not that nope. long. They are not. Yeah, that's fair. They are not. Okay, well, let's move on to the other side of Canada, <laughs> to Edmonton. Can Connor McDavid finally slay the dragon? ESPN's Greg Wyshynski has Edmonton winning the cup this year. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think there's enough depth there. I... There are a lot of problems with this team. It's the same problems that Edmonton's had because the roster was constructed so poorly in previous years that they've been in cap hell forever. They do have Connor McDavid. They do have Leon Dreisaitl. Those are two really good pieces. I just don't think there's enough around them. Like I said before, I was surprised that they took down Calgary, and I'm not even sure that happens again this year. Uh, I want to see Connor McDavid play deep into the playoffs because I want to see Connor McDavid play, but... This is a flawed roster. It's still a flawed roster. I, I I think it is so hard to win the Stanley Cup. I think it's the hardest trophy to win. I think it's incredibly 
difficult to go through those months of physical hockey to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers have the depth to get that done. Connor McDavid is elite, phenomenal to watch. Dry settles, fantastic. They cannot do it by themselves. You need four lines, and team after team after team has proven that you need four lines. You need that second-line center star. You need that third-line winger to come up with a huge goal in overtime. I don't think Edmonton has that. I think you need to defend better. Jack Campbell may have a resurgence in his career here, but he couldn't do it in Toronto. Can he do it in Edmonton? Maybe. Clearly, it's a playoff team. Um, But I don't know if they can get over the hump this year of the Calgary Flames. And Markstrom, I think, I don't think he had a great playoffs last year. Look for Markstrom to have a bounce back in this year's playoffs. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers are a Stanley Cup champion team. I don't think they're going to win the Cup this year, but I think last year proved to me that they're in their window now. And it's those adjustments that teams need to make. You saw what Colorado did finally to get the job done. Maybe that's next year or the year after for Edmonton. I think they're going to be competitive, and I think they're going to be competitive in the playoffs. And if you force me to put money on them winning, I wouldn't say no, but I don't, I don't think they're going to win the Stanley cup this year, but I do have some, I do have faith in the Edmonton Oilers this year. So we shall see what happens with that. Um, but the Coyotes don't face the Oilers until I think a little bit later in the mm-hmm. season. They, the Oilers don't come to Arizona at least until March. Um, but if you want to go to that game or any of the other games, check out Game Time. Seriously, bet I, j- I just pulled it up while we've been talking. I still see $82 Coyotes tickets on For there. The opener? I didn't look at the home opener okay. specifically, just in general, like scrolling. Um, there's Arizona State hockey tickets available for really good prices. There's Arizona Cardinals tickets for unbelievable prices, Arizona State football as well. So check out Game Time. Seriously, it's the best place to buy tickets. You can save up to 60%, especially when you buy on the day of the event or the game. It's It sounds counterintuitive, but that's the time to buy your tickets. So if you're you know on the fence or you're at a tailgate at Four Peaks and undecided, that's the time to pull up your phone, open game time, and use the link in our description to buy your tickets. It helps us immensely when you use our link in the description of this podcast. So please scroll down and click there to buy your tickets and let us know if you do. Um, Heard some great success stories in the Discord, and it's just an amazingly easy app to use, and they have great customer service as well. And if you're planning to get out to any games, definitely check out FOCO to deck out in your Arizona gear they have you covered with the best Arizona merchandise with officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. And they have brand new Cardinals hoodies for the Cardinals fans out there. It's the ultimate loungewear, similar to a Snuggie. Also, I know it's October, but like you got to start thinking about gifts, holiday gifts. So check out FOCO for your gifts. You can head on over to FOCO.com. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. All right, let's move on to our last two, and we're, we're going to do a little prediction here. Um, first, we're going to talk about who's going to take home the major player awards. But let me preface this. I know we're not going to talk about the GM and particularly the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year because Jack Adams is often a surprise. It's the guy who overachieves with his team. I, I'm not even sure I like the way that Jack Adams is awarded. But in terms of the GM, unless they fall flat on their face, right now the leader in the clubhouse for me is Bradshaw Living with the Calgary Flames because – Good God, look what he did with a really bad situation. Johnny Gaudreau leaves. Not coming back. Sorry, not signing here. 
Matthew Kachuk, not signing long-term here. Okay, so are we going into a rebuild? No, he turns it into, as we mentioned earlier, Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, and then he signs Nazem Kadri and arguably gets better. Right now, leader in the clubhouse for GM of the year. But let's talk about the four major player awards, the Hart Trophy, the Norris Trophy, the Vezina, and the Calder, which is for Rookie of the Year. You want to go first, Leah? Not particularly. Okay, Peter, you want to go first? <laughs> I, uh, this is hard, and... and you want me to go first? MVP. <laughs> I'll start with the heart because the MVP. It's always the same names. Yep. And it's going to be who of those big names is it Dry Settle, McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon. Ovechkin, McKinnon? Who has the best season of those guys? Who lights the lamp the most? Who runs away with it? So you got to look at whose team's going to be better. I think Colorado's going to have a slower start than they did a year ago. I still think they're a phenomenal team. I think just you're going to start a little slower. I think they're just going to expect it to happen by hitting the ice. <sighs> I'm going to go way out on a limb here and say Connor McDavid. <laughs> um, he's my I know pick. it's too easy. He's my but, pick too. But, and he has the best odds on draft. But, but, but I like it last year, year, and that matters to voters it too. Does. Like It does. Sadly, plus, it does. He didn't win it last year. Matthews gets 60 goals. You got to go with Matthews. Yeah. I think McDavid comes into the season with something to prove from the playoffs. I think he has something to prove for the regular season. I think he tears it up. Leah, who's your pick? I'm just going to go against the grain for fun. I'll say Dreitzidel. All right. Here's my annual beef with the NHL awards. The Hart Trophy is for MVP. The Norris Trophy is for best defenseman. The I know. Wait, wait, for best goalie. Why don't we have a best forward and then... That would open things up so that the Hart Trophy could actually go to goalies and defensemen more often. Guess who's on the ice more than forwards? Goalies and defensemen. I hate the way this plays out every year. Add another trophy. Call it the Wayne Gretzky Trophy if you want. Call it the Gordy Howe I don't care what you call it. Just add a trophy for best forward. All right. Done with my rant. Let's move on to the Norris Trophy. Kale McCarr's by pick. I was going to say done. Kale McCarr. Yeah, Kale McCarr repeats it. For the next Running away, not even yeah. close. He yes. is good. He is also the, best he, odds on. He does Kings. things on the ice that are just absolutely special, so elite. Good. His size and his ability—it's—it's—it's it's, it's second level. There are some really good defensemen in the league right now. Romeosi's going to get shafted again <laughs> because it is going to be a repeat of Kale McCarr. I'm sorry. We are something some happened. Stop having it off camera. Some, off mic, I should say. There's some just people are yelling. Well, sort of on mic, maybe. Yeah, people are yelling and screaming. Um, all right. Vesna, I think Shesterkin takes it again. I am too. I'm, I'm, I'm being very boring on it's this. It's so boring, but... See, but I'm hoping there's something different here. So there's a couple of names. Kemper in Washington. Can he do something special? Uh, I don't know. Jack Campbell is another guy. Can he do something in Edmonton? He's the other one that might get some recognition for what he does there. Ottinger in the playoffs showed he clearly was yeah. unbelievable. He was the best goalie in the playoffs. But what are they going to do? Are they going to... Are they going to do anything? Colorado gets Georgiev. I don't think he's even in the, in the conversation. It is that we talked about already how special this Ranger team, I think they're going to be. I think it's just Durkin. There's two goalies in my opinion, in the NHL that are head and shoulders above everybody else. Igor Shesterkin and Andre Vasilevsky. So it's one of those two. It's one of those two. Whoever has a better year. Yeah. And I, and I, you saw it in the playoffs, you see year after year, those two are elite. They're special. They're different. And one of those two is going to win it. Uh, Shesterkin right now is riding the Broadway wave. I like Shesterkin. Also, best odds on the DraftKings. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that, I haven't even looked at these. This one's hard. Calder. 
I'll go first on the Calder if you Calder's want me to, because I'm gonna st- I'm gonna make Sean DePaz happy and stick with my Buffalo Sabers wow. uh, promotion here. I'm gonna go with Owen Power, who I really like. I, I and defensemen can win this, and they don't have to put up body points. Won it last yeah, exactly. It, Owen, Owen Power, I really like as a player. More so, and, and, and part of it's the team situation. I don't think the Ducks are as good as people think. I know Mason McTavish is a, a trendy pick. Matty Beniers is another guy. I don't think Seattle's going to be good at all. I'm going to go with Owen Power. I like your reasoning. Yeah, the problem for me is I, I think the most dynamic player and skilled player out of this group may be Mason McTavish. Mm-hmm. I think he brings an element to the game. You know, the ad Troy Terry, like Trevor Zegris, that is a very skilled young team. There's a couple issues. They're not going to win much. Um, they're not going to score much. And guess what? East Coast bias exists, and they play on the West Coast, and nobody's going to see them play. They're not going to be in interesting games, uh, unfortunately for Mason McTavish, unless he absolutely tears it up. Yeah. He's not going to be on that list. Um, you know, Cole Perfetti is going to be a guy, and, and Winnipeg is going to get some look. Marco Rossi in Minnesota is a guy I really like. because Michael Grabber's guy. That Boldy did last year. I think Marco Rossi has an opportunity to do that again with Minnesota. He's going to get a lot more ice time, and I like him. Shane Wright, I, I – I hope has a great year, but I'm going to go. I hate to say this. I'm going to go with Craig Morgan. And I think the older college guy on a team that's on their way up, they're going to surprise some people and they're going to win some hockey games. It's going to be Owen Power. So Owen Power has the third best odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app to win the Calder at plus 550. And first, Maddie Beneers plus 400 and Mason McTavish. Plus 500. How about Safkovsky? We didn't mention him. No, we didn't. He's plus 2,000, and Shane Wright is also plus 2,000. Okay. Safkovsky runs the same thing as teams. Marco Rossi, the the Austrian boy. Marco Rossi plus 1,600. Cole Perfetti plus 1,400. Logan Thompson plus 1,600. See, I think Logan Thompson's, again, maybe I'm wrong because I am often on this show. This Logan Thompson, like he's, man, early. Like he's not the green. I, I, I don't. If you're looking for him to get you the promise line for the Vegas Golden Knights to get you to the playoffs, I think you got the wrong guy. Yep. Sorry. I agree. It's Um, the same kind of hype thing that's going on with Ottawa, in my opinion. Slow your roll here. They haven't done anything yet. I'm going to be the one going uh, with the best draft. I'll just say Matty Veneers to be different than you guys and also to go with the best odds. Because the Vegas people know what they're doing. Matty Veneers is fun to watch. He is. Yeah. So... um, so yeah, you can also check those those odds out on DraftKings if you want to get some money uh, down on that now because it's going to change as the season progresses. Um, all right, now this Number is where 10. this is where uh, where went. the money's this made. This is where I fumbled really badly last <laughs> season, so I'm not going to go first for our Stanley Cup finalist and winner. Is there anyone willing to take the leap to go first? The best team in the West is the Colorado Avalanche. It's not even close. Their goaltending, I don't think it's as good as it was as a, a year ago. If they can stay healthy, the Colorado Avalanche come out of the West. And I don't know if there's anybody that can even compete with them right now. And I, you talk about Calgary and Edmonton. Um, they're still not beating Colorado in a seven-game series when they're rolling. That team is fast. They're strong. They're heavy. They can score from the back end. And if their goaltending can hold up, Colorado comes out of the West in the East. I, Craig hated him last year, but I'm a New York Ranger darling. I, I like really the like the Rangers. Trocek, and if they if they go and add Patrick Kane to the mix, I really like Ooh, the boy. Rangers in the East. So I see a Ranger Colorado Avalanche final. This is what I was gonna say, and now it's gonna seem like I'm copying you, but I swear that's what I was gonna say. That's okay. fair. But that's I fun. and I'm gonna go before you, and I think Colorado repeats. 
All right, I'm gonna have if. But you I, didn't. Did you I, say I know. You're I do pounds. think okay. the Rangers are gonna make a big splash at the deadline. I do think they're like going for it now. And if they get Patty Kane, man, that's a that's a team to watch. But the Rangers aren't gonna be playing the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup okay. final. They're gonna be playing the Calgary Flames because Nazem Kadri. Wow. Is gonna come back to haunt his old team. Wow. wow. Calgary beats Colorado in the Western Finals. DNVR, I'm clipping this and sending it to you. Love it. Colorado out Calgary in with Kadri. That's fun, Craig. I like that. That is a fun pick. How about the East? Is it the Rangers? I think they're going to make a big move. So I think they're they can make a run this year. You hear a lot about Carolina. Yeah, I'm never on completely on board. I know it's going to be another year for me with Carolina. Do they have the elite talent? Do they have that elite talent? They don't have a superstar. They're just they're deep. They're trying to do it. They're trying to do it with depth. I don't think they get over the hump again. I think they're going to have a good regular season. I think they'll be around the top of the Metropolitan all year long. Same. They might even win the Metropolitan. Same. I don't think they have a good playoffs. Florida, I've already said they're taking a step backwards. Toronto, I think, moves up. I think Toronto has a better year. The one that's going to surprise people, I'm not sure what Tampa's going to do. And I, I, I finally think, and I love the Tampa Bay Lightning team. I think they're they're built to win. I like Hedman. I like Sergeyev. I love their goaltending. I just think this is the year that they're tired. Yeah. I think this yeah. is the year. It is so – when you play the games and the intensity that they play over the last three years and go, okay, it's game one again. It's game one. Who cares? It's game five against Columbus. It's game seven against Ottawa. Like, it is really hard to keep that intensity. And one of these times, they're going to stumble and go, oh, we really got to – we got to make a run to get in the playoffs. Like, they finished third last year in the Atlantic. They're a good team. They could come back. They can win the Stanley Cup. They're deep enough to do that. I just think they're not the team they've been over the last few years. Who are your teams beating in their respective conference finals? I already told you Calgary's beating Colorado, and I'll say it in the East. The Rangers are beating Liam Merrill's Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are making so it to the So you're thinking finals that they're making Yeah, okay. I like the Maple Leafs, too. I think this is the year that they finally do make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just never finals. believe <laughs> I, I, I like that I'm pick. Scoring. I like Toronto there for all the reasons we mentioned. I don't think Boston is there. I think Washington, Pittsburgh, I don't think they have the depth to get there. Carolina is going to be outstanding in the regular season. Florida is going to falter again. I think the two left standing in the East are going to be New York and Toronto. So currently the best odds to win the Stanley Cup. Colorado, best odds. Toronto, next. Florida, third. Carolina, Tampa Bay, Edmonton, Calgary, Minnesota. The problems in the Pittsburgh, West. Where are the Rangers? New York Rangers plus 2,000. In the West, the problem is that it's Colorado. For me, it's Colorado and everybody else. And and I think you talked about Minnesota and St. Louis. I don't think they're better than they were a year ago. They're the same. They're both playoff teams. Well, not both. Minnesota's a playoff team for sure. St. Louis, to me, could be a borderline playoff team. L.A. is better, but I don't think they can beat Colorado in seven. Dallas has got good goaltending, but I think they're another fringe team. Nashville's another fringe team. Vegas may not make the playoffs it's Colorado. Like it, it just is. It's Colorado. And can Calgary get through their seven game series with the Oilers? Can they get through that to face Colorado? Those are the best two teams in the, in the Western conference. Well, I hope people listening to this right now, we're writing down our predictions so that you can throw them in our faces when we're oh, all wrong. Revisionist I'm history. Not, Cause I'm, I'll be deleting the show in April. 100%. I'm with <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> I wonder what happened. That's such a mystery. Sorry, glitch. Oh, man. Well, we're excited to watch the games here in our studio um, on Friday. We had 
playoff baseball, soccer, and regular season hockey on the TV, on our three TVs, sitting in the recliners with our Four Peaks beer in the cup holder, charging my phone in the built-in charger in the recliner. Recliners are amazing. It's going to make it a lot more fun to watch hockey this season, and that's all thanks to more furniture who really hooked it up for us in our new studio. And if you're looking to spruce up your home, check out More Furniture's fall sale at more, that's M-O-R, furniture.com. And plus you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spent. So definitely check it out. That's a great deal. Um, That was our NHL preview. We're going to finish our division preview on Monday with the Central, the Arizona Coyotes (laughs) Very tough division. And then we'll preview the Coyote season specifically on Tuesday. Craig, what do you have coming on? GoPHS.com. My annual 10 questions. Going to look at the top 10 storylines as the Coyotes open the regular season. Then they're going to be, I've got a piece uh, coming on Clayton Keller as well. um, And a piece on Barrett Hayton. All right. So look for that at GoPHNX.com. With hockey season here, like it's literally here. This is the time to become a member so you can read Craig's articles. So you can grab a shirt from the PHNX locker when you sign up for an annual membership to get in the members only discord because during games, the discord is so fun because we all just mm-hmm. talk about the game and especially when it's going bad, which we are saying that it probably will. A lot of the time it's a good place to be. It's pack therapy all the time. And then of course our post game shows kick off this week. Um, pack therapy every post game show all season long. So we appreciate everybody for listening. If you're listening, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please like, and subscribe and review it and share it with your friends and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. We're trying to grow our following as the season starts here and then follow PHNX sports across all social platforms, including subscribe to PHNX sports on YouTube as well. So you never miss a live show. Any final thoughts? Looking forward to the season. Just looking forward to it. I know. I'm, ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm waiting for our, our, our first post-game show in the new studio. I know. Right. It's going to be fun, especially with a freaking Four Peaks beer fridge. Mm. Thank God. See you from Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. Hockey's here. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll catch up with everyone tomorrow.